0: This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to mix926.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do to find out how you can support the station which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, the quest to get us out of our cars, particularly in urban areas, is an urgent one. Our towns and cities simply don't have the capacity to accommodate ever-increasing numbers of vehicles. And the air pollution that they spew out is not only bad for the planet, but it's bad for our health too. Scientists tell us that it affects every organ in our bodies and, even at relatively low levels, shortens our lives. Now, not only that, but sitting in our cars rather than choosing an active way of getting around also leads to poor mental and physical health. Most of us are familiar with Boris bikes down in London, sturdy bikes that you can borrow for a fee and drop off at another location around the city. But not so many of us have heard of Boris's little sister, the Beryl bikes. Beryl bikes launched in Watford back in 2020. Two and a half years on and Watford's Beryl bike scheme has reached an incredible milestone with three quarters of a million kilometres travelled and over a quarter of a million journeys taken on them since the programme was launched. Whilst I've seen the minty green bikes around when I visited Watford, I've never actually tried them myself, so I was keen to find out more about how the scheme works, how it's helping people in Watford to stay active and green, and whether it's something that could work in other Hertfordshire towns. Elected Mayor of Watford, Peter Taylor, and Phil Ellis, CEO and co-founder of Beryl Bikes, joined me on Zoom. So please do accept my apologies for the fact that some of the sound quality could be a bit better in places. Peter, Phil, thank you ever so much for taking the time to join me today. So, um, Peter, if I could just start with you. So, all the barrel bike thing, it all started in one of your manifesto promises. Why did you include barrel bikes in your manifesto?
1: That's right. It was included in my 2018 uh, election manifesto. And in the run-up to that election... We asked residents, you know, for their ideas, but also councillors and various people in the town. And I do remember prior to that election, we had a Dutch councillor called Anna Rindel, who was very keen. I was the Dutch of big fans of cycling. And uh, she was really keen on the idea. We'd seen other places, most obviously London, where they had a bike share scheme. And I thought it would work in Watford. And so we included it in that manifesto. And I'm really pleased with how it's gone.
0: Fantastic. So you launched rail bikes in Watford in the heat of the pandemic. Do you think that that helped or or hindered the launch of them?
1: I think it was a mixed blessing. Actually, obviously people's travel and patterns had changed, so we didn't have as many people commuting to and from uh, railway stations. But we did have uh, a lot of people using it just for leisure, which is no bad thing. It's good for people's uh, physical well-being their mental well-being and so I think it was a mixed impact of the pandemic and but we've seen obviously the restrictions easing and still a lot of people are using them I think it's you know about 3,000 journeys at most weeks and so there's a, a significant number of people in Watford who use the bikes very very regularly.
0: Okay and because it's obviously important with everything particularly now where did the money come from for the scheme and about how much did it cost to get it started?
1: So there was a significant cost. I can't quite remember the the precise figure. I do know that the council did put money forward to get the scheme off the ground. And then over time, obviously, the number of people riding the bikes has increased. And so that offsets some of the cost. From my perspective, it's been money really well spent. I think that it's time when we've obviously got big issues around the climate and needed to respond uh, to that. And also congestion in Watford, which is bad for business and bad for, you know, stress levels and everything else. Encouraging more people onto bikes can only be a good thing. So we did put that money in. We did get, you know, great support from Camelot, a local business who have uh, got their name on the bikes and uh, the chief sponsors of the scheme. And obviously there's a financial uh, cost to that as well. So as I said, I think it's been money well spent. And if we know we're serious about helping people move out of cars and take more journeys by walking, uh, and by bike, then we need to have the the infrastructure to support that. We were the first district council, I think, in the whole country to have a bike share scheme. I know we were the first place in the whole of the UK to have electric bikes as part of our fleet, and they've been particularly popular. Obviously, with people who might find cycling a bit more difficult or want to go longer distances. So I've been re- been really pleased with the numbers of people using that. As I say, there was a cost, but it's no good just talking about these things if you're not prepared to kind of put some money into them and make them a reality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Phil, if I could turn to you now. So just for those of us who don't live in Watford or haven't actually experienced the bikes yet, can you just explain to us how barrel bikes works in Watford?
2: Yes, indeed. So um, across the borough, there are about 60 different locations identified on the ground where people can pick up and drop off the barrel bikes and people use a mobile phone, a smartphone app to identify where those locations are. You set up an account and you just tap your phone on the bike to unlock the bike. And then you can ride that as you like. Uh, And then at the end of your journey, you drop the bike off back at one of those bays, uh, finish your journey, and that's your journey paid for and complete.
0: Okay. And how accessible are these bicycles to people throughout Watford? Is this just sort of within the centre or is, is, has this got good coverage?
2: So, yeah, I think this is one of the things that we, we really wanted to try to do with the Watford scheme is to cover the whole area. So everything that you know within the Watford Borough, so it's not just the city centre or the High Street or just by the docking stations. It's out into you know Casbury Park and into the residential areas. And then another really important point on the accessibility is the fact that it's a it's a mixed bike and e bike system. So you know the the bikes provide for really good value access to the system, uh, and the e bikes as well. You know by virtue of their assist, help people make longer journeys, uh, and we see a greater this you know greater range of demographics using those e-bikes you know particularly people making longer journeys and perhaps sort of older demographics within the market tend to skew towards the e-bikes as well so hopefully we've, we've done a few things to make it as accessible as possible.
0: Okay and can you just give us a rough idea about how much it costs to use an e-bike say if I wanted to do a, a, I don't know, a journey of five miles for example?
2: Yeah so it costs basically £1.50 to start the journey And then if you're a regular user, it's 5p per minute to, to complete that journey.
0: Right. Okay. So I'm trying to work out about how, how quickly I could cycle five miles. So actually the journey, the, 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 the sort of mileage is, is relatively cheap. It's perhaps the £1.50 per time is, is more of a...
2: More yeah, of an exactly. It's sort of like, you know, to cycle, you know, obviously the journeys in Watford, with Watford being a smaller area than, than uh, the bigger towns, the journeys tend to be a bit shorter. And so it's probably somewhere between £2.50 and £3 most journeys on the, on the bikes right okay Uh, on on the on the e-bikes i should say
0: right And, and i assume that the ordinary bikes are a little cheaper than that
2: indeed yeah so the ordinary bikes um if you have a if you're a regular user there's no unlock fee and it's just 5p a minute so really really cheap you know people making 40 50p journeys perhaps you know from Watford junction up to the high street and things like that so yeah lots of short very affordable journeys
1: Peter? You know, there's been, I think, 25,000 different people that have actually used the bikes. As Philip said, Watford's actually a really small place. It's only eight square miles, the entire town. It's the second smallest council area outside of London in the whole country and fairly flat as well. So we did think when we were launching the scheme that those are big advantages of having a scheme like like that here.
0: Okay, indeed. But Phil, if I could just return to you just one other thing, just about how the, the scheme operates. And I know that one of the criticisms that we often hear about bike schemes and scooter schemes is that the abandoned bikes and scooters can sort of clog up the pavement to make it very hard for wheelchair users. Has this been a problem in Watford? And have you done anything to either avoid this or help it?
2: Yeah. So all, all of those 60 locations that I, that I talked about uh, have been designed into the, into the town. So they're always in places where they can fit. And indeed, you know, additional hard standing has been put down or additional space made available for those bays, as we call them. And then riders have to pick up and drop off the bikes at those bays. If somebody doesn't, you know, it locks the bike somewhere where it's not designed to be. Then first of all, there's a a fee to that rider. So they pay an extra five pounds, which we think is, and it's demonstrated to be a good enough penalty to snap most of those journeys finishing in, in the right location. And then beyond that, you know, we have an operations team in in Watford who are on street seven days a week, responding to anything on street, picking up bikes and moving them back to where they should be if, if they're ever out of those bays. So, yeah, I mean, it's something that we have to keep on top of from an operational service perspective. But I think we're, yeah, we're operating within the realms of, of a good level of tidiness and order on the street.
0: OK, good to hear. Biju, if I could just return to you. As far as encouraging residents to use the barrel bikes, you've not just kind of left residents to, I don't know, discover them by themselves. You've actually run a few promotions to, you know, try and sort of boost a bit of interest. Can you tell us about those?
1: I think the promotions have been really important and I think in the past there's been a bit of a mindset and I might be guilty of it myself of thinking about some people are motorists, some people are cyclists and kind of every journey you're going to do like that when the reality is most of us use, you know, various modes of transport every single day and I think it's uh, some of the promotions have just been about saying to people, well, you know, this day is going to be a discount if you work here or related to this event why don't you try cycling rather than going by a car so when we have big events on in Cassidy Park for example encouraging people to cycle because we know otherwise the roads are going to be really congested and so using alternative uh, motor transport is good for everybody uh, and those have been successful and they've raised the profile of the scheme and it is something that people are quite proud of when I go around what the people know about the scheme huge number of people have ridden the bikes themselves but I think even those who haven't kind of recognised that if it's making their roads less busy then that's a good thing for everyone.
0: Indeed, well just the numbers speak for themselves don't they? The amazing figure of of three quarters of a million kilometres travelled on barrel bikes since, since the inception of this scheme but do you know whether actually it's helping you with carbon reduction targets, improved air quality targets?
1: yeah we do so that i think every time you're there is lots of data i, I mean i i used to teach economics so i love all the data um and bells a great scheme for that so we know that people are so when they choose to go use the bike they're asked you know what would you have used otherwise and so people will say if i wasn't on the bike i, w- I would have driven and there's a significant proportion of people that's the case phil will probably know the data better than me but i think it was around 10 20 percent something of that order of people who are who would have gone by a car and have chosen to use a barrel bike. Um, instead? Yeah, that's of right. And we can also look at where people are cycling. And so we see, for example, you know, Watford Junction Station, the busiest train station in Hertfordshire. That obviously is a key hub. And we know that, that the, the, the base there is really well used. So there's clearly commuters are, are cycling, you know, then getting on a train hub. And uh, that's the, the daily routine. And, and it's really helpful to see that. Um, obviously, it's used all over town but there's, you know, real strong links with the tube station and with the with Watford Junction Station in particular.
0: Phil, if I could just turn back to you there. So Beryl operates not just in Watford, but in other towns and cities around the country as well. Do you think that a, a scheme like Beryl Bikes would work in any other Hertfordshire towns? Can you think of any other in particular it might work in?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um so I think Watford has been a really good scheme to demonstrate that, yeah, like a smaller location. Typically, before we launched in, in Watford, you know, bike share schemes were really limited to big cities. London obviously has a, a well-known one and, and, and others were, were launching in big cities. But the scheme in Watford, and with the support of the council, has, has managed to prove that you can build the ridership elsewhere. And indeed, yeah, we we have been looking at other towns in Hertfordshire. Um, and, you know, we know that other other councils are looking at it quite seriously indeed following uh, following Watford's lead places like Hemel Hempstead particularly we are very shortly expanding across into Hartsmere in Boreham Wood and I think there's one or two other places that would be really good to to expand into but yeah it's a case of uh, you know we need to work with the councils in those locations to make it happen and so that's that's part of the process.
0: So, Peter, just to finish off, it sounds like the story of Beryl bikes in Watford is a positive one. But do you get any feeling about whether they're popular with, with residents and also whether they're popular with businesses there?
1: Yes, I do. One of the ways we can talk target is election results. So we, we do well as an administration in Watford when it comes to to elections. And I I, you know, made a big thing about introducing barrel bikes in 2018, re-elected this year, thankfully, and I've made no bones about the fact that active transport, sustainable transport has got to play a huge part in the future of this town. Um, I think uh, the role of political leaders as well is to, to think about what's in the best interest of the whole town, and when you make decisions like this, you will have some people who are against it. Any, any decision you make, you're bound to have that. But making the case and pointing out the the, the advantages far, far, far outweigh the negatives and so I'm really proud of what we've done. My priority is to expand the scheme but also to look at the infrastructure that you know I just had a holiday in uh, the Netherlands and when you see the amount of it, cycle infrastructure in places like that you know the UK is a long way off that position and so making sure that we've got the facilities in place uh, to make it easier for people to use bikes it's not just about obviously providing the bikes and uh, we know that that's just the start.
0: Sounds brilliant. Phil, Peter thank you very much indeed for telling us about that.
2: Thank you. Thanks very much.
0: I was talking there to elected Mayor of Watford, Peter Taylor, and to CEO and co-founder of Beryl Bikes, Phil Ellis. Now, I think that this is a great scheme myself and I'd love to see it expand to other Hertfordshire towns. For me, it'd be great to be able to arrive somewhere by train and then pop on a bike for those last few miles. And I also like the idea of being able to easily hire an electric bike. I mean, I've never tried one and I do fancy having a go. And I've also seen on trips to Amsterdam how more elderly people have really taken to the easy freedom that an e-bike can bring. But what do you think? I'd really like to hear what you think. Via email, I'm on Amanda.yourworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on Mix 92.6 on Twitter and Facebook. And if you're interested in getting started on two wheels, then do check out the podcast page of mix926.com where you'll find the programme where I find out all about the great facilities at the new Cotton Mill Cycle Hub in St. Albans and at other centres around Hertfordshire. Now I've just got time to tell you that the consultation is now open on the South West Hertfordshire Joint Strategic Plan. You've got until the beginning of November to give your views on what you think should be our priorities for the next 30 years. There's the opportunity to comment on a whole range of areas including housing, infrastructure, transport and employment opportunities. Just search for South West Hertfordshire Joint Strategic Plan or go to SW Plan. Dot .com I'll be back at the same time next week but until then thank you for listening